Well, I guess you were always supposed to be a solo artist. That's as far as the label were concerned. That's why they signed you. So they got you in the end. It took them a long time. Oh, their plan worked. It was very Machiavellian. It was very patient and long-winded. I respect it. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode 61, and I literally had the idea for this episode maybe an hour ago, maybe two hours ago, uh, mostly because um, you guys probably have already guessed it, but today Haley Williams debuted her first of three EPs, which is Petals for Armor, her debut solo record that comes out May 8th. She decided that she was going to release these in three different parts so we could digest them as an audience and really experience three different themes that she's going for. And I think it's the smartest business move thing creatively that anybody was has ever done because it has been a lot. Um, if you are a Paramore fan, if you are a Haley Williams fan, if you're a casual listener and you've just been following along for shits and gigs or if you're a journalist or whoever the fuck you are, um, it's been a lot of content in a very short amount of time. I mean, she announced this the end of December and by January 1st or 2nd, boom, we had... We had a lot. Um, It's only February 6th and we have gotten so much. Um, It's been crazy. It's been awesome, but it's been insane ride. Um, I did an episode. The last episode details how I felt about um, Petals for Armor before it was released, before we knew anything, before we heard Simmer, really anything at all. Um, It was just guesses. It was just going off of uh, what we knew about Midsummer, what we knew about um, all the movies that she was referencing. And then she released Simmer. I ended up doing a written review, which basically just talked about the, uh, I basically compared and contrasted what I said in the episode and how I felt after Simmer was released and what Haley had said about the song and video in itself. Now, after Simmer was released, um, Haley had kind of kept us updated almost every other day and every week we were getting something. So we got Simmer. And then after Simmer, we got the Simmer interlude, which basically just followed the story that Simmer already had. And then we got Leave It Alone, which was a very beautiful and heartbreaking song. And then we got the Leave It Alone interlude. And then today um, we got uh, Cinnamon and Cinnamon also um, had one of the greatest uh, videos that I've seen. It was totally cool. And then we also got the other two songs, which were Sudden Desire and Creepin'. And a lot a lot of shit has happened today. My phone has not stopped. Um, my Twitter has not, not had a notification all day, which is great. I love everybody being active and celebrating. It's It's been wild. But anyway, um, I was literally the Billy Ray Cyrus meme where much to think about head empty and uh, my friend may she has been texting me since before um, simmer was released with her thoughts and opinions and everything and i just decided that what better person and what better way to celebrate than to have her on and talk about everything that we think about the videos and kind of dissecting all the songs and just basically shooting the shit and having a good time so before I get her on the episode, um, I'm going to call her. So sorry in advance if the quality kind of sucks. Um, I did Skype once and I just, I don't have the time to figure that out. I only have an hour to spare. Um, I'm going to New York tomorrow. I'm going home. Um, 
my birthday is on Saturday. I turned 27. I'm really excited. I'm really terrified. Um, I'm going to go see Me Without You with a bunch of my friends, bring my boyfriend to see Times Square for the first time. I'm going to see my family, going to see all my friends. It's going to be, you know, in theory, a really great weekend. But before I can do that, I have to sit down and talk about all of these things because it's super relevant. Um, I will say a couple things before I have May on. Um, Haley went on BBC Radio 1 a couple of days ago and she did um, she did cover Dua Lipa, which was awesome, but she also debuted Simmer for the first time live. And let me tell you, she has the most diverse, uh, band on the planet. I hope that this is her touring band as well, but her band is, is super rad. Two women are in it. Joey Howard's in it. It's just a collective of really amazing musicians. So hats off to Haley for putting together such a good, not only creative team for everything that she's doing, but band as well. I really can't wait to see what that looks like live. So my hat is definitely off to her for that. And Haley did, of course, as per usual, she went and talked to Zane Lau and had a really vulnerable and really amazing interview with him. Um, she talked a little bit about what Simmer means and a little bit about what Leave It Alone means. You ever done like visualization that's guided? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, in fact, that was very effective for me. It's powerful. Yeah. I had to do work on these questions that I had for my mom, right? Mm. And um, and I was asked to see myself during this time frame that I was in my that was spinning in my memory, and I was probably four or five, and um, I was asked to hold her. So you don't think of that person as yourself at, right at first. You think this is a, a innocent child that like doesn't deserve to grow up in a shitty world and you start to realize the the power in you to take care and to protect and at the same time I was going through this you had bird box out on Netflix you had like you had like handmaid's tale and like mom's work peppermint with Jennifer Garner you had all these movies and all these super protective yeah like revenge films <laughs> and uh, nothing cuts like a mother it, that's where it comes from because i realized now i think that it's actually innate in all of us i don't think you have to be a mom you know mm. even a woman at all i think it's innate in all of us to to take care of and it's learning to take care of ourselves that is so hard and you, man, like I'm learning so much about it. I'll, I'll, like you said, I'll never be perfect at it. Nope. But now you appreciate the process. <laughs> right, right. Not, <laughs> at least I'm doing it. At least I'm trying, right? Well, the fact that you have taken and you are taking what you're learning and applying it into into music, mm-hmm. like you said, there was no, that's not a given here. Yeah, yeah. You could have come back around feeling better about yourself and made a Paramore record and let's move on. Let's write yeah. some fun songs. I feel great now. Life is great. The curtains are opened up and the sun is shining and everything's cool. Let's rock. <laughs> right, right. Right? But yeah. but we've got Pedals for Armor and we've mm. got these songs that deal in grief mm. on Leave It Alone, that mm. deal in rage. You know, the opening of the project, you know, rage. Yeah. The first word, <laughs> rage. rage. Yes. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. It's Thank an incredible you. way to start a project with that. It's like, man, deal with this yeah. in this really beautifully produced environment, which Taylor is just, mm. I mean, God almighty, you, you guys are just perfect. Like he sees what you want to say yeah. and just, he's like a designer. 
He's like a fashion <laughs> yes, designer. Yes. He's like, I know exactly what your shape means and how <laughs> you're going to pop and how you're going to stand out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's so beautifully produced. And I, and, and I know rage is a hugely powerful thing, but it's obviously something you had to learn mm. to accept and wonder how you were going to control because, as you said, it just shows up in front of your face mm. and comes out of nowhere. For me, literally, like the way that I experience my anger is heat in my face. Like, it is visceral. And I mostly, I think I mostly tap into it without shame when it's for the sake of somebody else. Right. When it's for me, I, I go straight into shame. And then she talked a little bit about what leave it alone means. She just kind of touched on what she wrote it about. And it was it was definitely a lot about um, grief and basically mourning a loss before it was really a loss. Did it make the cut? The first song? Yeah. When you wrote that song and that opening line, right? Mm. Oh, wow. You started with grief. Yeah. You started with grief. You didn't start with rage or lust <laughs> or mercilessness. Yeah. You started with grief. Yeah. Just when I'm ready to love myself, those around, I, the people I love start to die. Yeah. Wow. It really sucks that you do have to dig through the dirtiest to find like the diamonds or something, you know, like you, like yeah. you got to burn all of it off. My family went through something insane in the middle of I'm work, I'm work, I'm doing all this work on childhood stuff and and traumas, and I'm terrified of losing people, obviously. And my nana, who was my mom's mother, had this terrible fall. And it was right after, it was the day, her and I share a birthday. She's 50 years older than me, so she's 81 now. On her, the day after her 80th, my 30th, she fell, like, all the way down my mom's stairs. And head trauma, like, the kind of thing that we just had, we had said goodbye to her, right? And the weirdest thing is that she got better, but it prolonged the grief because she's not really here with us. She doesn't really remember everything um, thankfully she knows who I am. She knows my mom is, but she really doesn't. It, it was so tough and felt like there was a lot of death at the time. People that we knew people, you know, a lot of disease, like family, friends and stuff. Um, and I just thought like, what is the point of loving people? Like why, even in my, in the best case scenario is I fall in love. We have a life together and then we lose one or the other. So that is one of the greatest paradoxes of all time. Yeah. And the ultimate test for any love. Mm. That is it. Yeah. Because I have these thoughts as well. Yeah. And it's immediately makes you want to protect yourself. It's but then you're terrifying. not going to have the experience. Yeah, then you don't. The more you love, the more you stand to lose. But it's like the more I let it, like I... I <laughs> I mean, I'm I struggle with it all the time. Yeah, and it and that because you're terrified of losing people. I'm so scared of. Lo I am not afraid of of me going. I'm not afraid of that. that. I don't even fear how it would ever happen. You know, and I've been on the brain. I mean, I, the darkest depression, all of that. Like that doesn't bother me. But thinking about losing other people, oh man, like is that what's all right? And here we are. <laughs> Hopefully, pray to God that this quality isn't terrible, but, you know, do what I want. 
DIY yeah, till I die. Yeah. <laughs> right. The, the, That's how it's be. Hell yeah. So for the people, this is for the people. Nobody asked for it, but we're going to deliver. <laughs> yeah. Nobody asked for this. Um, so just going to go right into this and we're going to talk about cinnamon. <laughs> I can't believe there's a fucking song called cinnamon. I love that so much. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, I pushed this morning. I was like, what is this going to be? <laughs> that dr- I, I woke up. I woke up to the Dropbox link and I was like, I don't think I should press this, but curiosity is getting the better of me. <laughs> So I, I I pressed the Dropbox link and um, I was trying to get ready for work and I couldn't pay attention to the video and I was very confused and I was like oh my god there there's there's dancing there's just interpretive dancing <laughs> and I'm like oh I love to see that um, so basically the video I I was trying to watch it. And then I just listened to the song and I was like, oh, this is a bop. And then I finally watched it and I was like, oh, there is a lot going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to follow. Oh, my God. It was so hard to follow. I was much confusion. Head was very empty. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure everybody listening already has seen the video for Cinnamon. But for those of you that need some context, um, basically, it is the, what is it? simmer simmer interlude uh leave it alone leave it alone interlude so it's the fifth video in uh the sequence for petals for armor part one and it follows the journey of Haley has just emerged from this cocoon type thing and she was wrapping herself in a little blanket getting herself on naked for a hot second and um she in the leave it alone interlude she's seen looking at a doorknob like she's gonna go through the door and then Cinnamon opens with her finding out what's on the other side, which is, um, I made this joke twice today, but it didn't get the love it deserves. So I'm going to make it again. Basically, you know, you can't drown your demons because they know how to dance. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, my whole interpretation of it uh, personally was just um, her, oh, fuck, I have to find it. You probably have it. Um, when she was talking about, um, she was on Instagram. When's that Instagram post from the cinnamon gardens one? Which one is it? The one where she posted from cinnamon gardens. Oh, I didn't see that one. You sent it to me. I did? Yeah, it was, uh, you screenshotted it. It was, look in the text you sent me. Um, she had posted on Instagram, um, something about being home and it said, uh, yeah, the location was Cinnamon Gardens, and um, the first picture has her um, her table, and it has citrus and, like, burning cinnamon on it. And I was like, damn, we all missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember when that was. I think that was, like, last year? Some shit like that? Maybe. <laughs> Either way, she posted it like last year and she's been dropping hints and we're all dumb as fuck. (laughs) So basically, uh, I got to pull up the lyrics to Cinnamon. There aren't the surprisingly enough, the production on all of these songs is so great that you don't realize that there's not a lot of lyrics to any of these songs. And um, 
Like I looked up Haley Williams um cinnamon lyrics and it's basically just like ooh ah, ah. and I'm like those aren't lyrics, bruh. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. But the the best part about Cinnamon, like Cinnamon is a bop. Don't get me wrong. I think it's my favorite song off the EP. But whoever wrote that bass line, I don't know if it was Haley. I don't know if it was Joey, but someone needs a fucking award. I'm not talking about a Grammy. I'm talking about like a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> so um, other than the ooh-ahs, which apparently are lyrics, uh, according to Genius, um, first verse, um, talking about on the walls of my home, there are signs that I'm not alone, that I am alone. I keep on every light, talk to my dog. He don't mind. Now, um, at this point, we've already talked about how Haley told Zane Lau that the reason why she's alive today is because of her dog. And I remember it was like really early. She did an interview for a radio station. I think it was Ryan Seacrest. And she was talking about that she really wanted a dog. I think they were talking about Valentine's Day or what her plans were. And I think she was talking about how she was begging to get a dog with her uh, significant other at the time and um, finally getting Alf. And it's just really nice to see that she was able to keep her little puppy, keep her little Alf. And um, we love to see it. (laughs) But um, she has said that I think she she either tweeted it or posted on Instagram that um, this is a the song is a homage to her home. And since you have pointed out to me, because I'm kind of dumb, um, you sent me that screenshot and it does seem like it is a homage to her home because she did post that. um, It was like five or six photos of just her house. It showed the cinnamon burning and the citrus and all of that stuff. And um, the next verse is eat my breakfast in the nude lemon water living room. Home is where I'm feminine. Smells like citrus and cinnamon. And then that's basically the whole song. She's just talking about cinnamon. And basically just repeating it throughout the song. And she's mentioned a bunch. She even mentioned to Zane how femininity um, meant something different to her. She was talking about the clay in the Simmer video and how she felt that to her femininity meant being down and dirty and just getting getting this really crusty ass clay and just slab slapping it on her. And she's like, that's femininity to me. And I'm like, okay, it means something different to everybody. So that's fine. <laughs> and then uh, yeah right <laughs> and then uh lastly the bridge is just basically i'm not lonely i am free but if i let you in you would never you would never want to leave if i let you in let you in and then she keeps repeating that so basically pretty much um i've talked about this before how when i was moving out of my house um in long island how i felt really haunted by ghosts of relationships past and how I just really needed to get away so I feel like um, in a sense she's talking about her new house that she has by herself it's her own and she's talking about that um, she doesn't want to let anybody in because um, this is her safe space now and then kind of just outros and talks about a bunch of cinnamon <laughs> just yeah. we just love cinnamon but um <laughs> pretty much it um on my part i don't know if you had anything else to add about cinnamon um more or less so like the notes that i have is feeling alive in your own home loving the solitude that being alone brings and giving yourself a safe space to just be and when you pointed out you know the ghosts of 
relationships past haunting you. Maybe that's what she means by like, if I let you in, you'll you'll never leave. Yeah, it's basically like, um, kind of like trapping toxicity somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, and also, for instance, like, um, if I let you in, like, if I let you in my home, then my house is now going to be kind of tainted with you, you know, um, like how I was saying, I have a, you know, room in my house that's haunted by relationships past because, you know, those people have either lived there or they've been, um, present or, you know, things have happened that kind of tainted their memory and tainted those room, that room for me. And I feel like she's saying, if I let you in, you know, your presence will always be within these walls. Like, you will always be a ghost haunting me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, um... I think she... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I think she has, like, peace and, like, that being her space and not having to worry about if somebody's gonna just, like, pop out of the corner and... <laughs> Surprise! See her in the news, clearly. <laughs> well, also, there was, there was a lot going on in the video as far as, um... At this point, we've already followed the journey to four four prior videos, and it's um, very apparent that she's trying to show us that, um, you know, she was running away from her demons, and then she was reborn, and now she's kind of accepting them. I saw a lot of people on Twitter today talking about um, what what the what the people the dancers represented, and it's kind of just like um, her dancing with them kind of just feels like acceptance at that point. And I was mentioning to you, I was like, there's four dancers. There's a white one, there's a black and white one, there's a floral one, and then there was one that kind of mimicked the clay that she was putting on in Simmer. And I think that all of those represent something different. The white one represents rebirth because that's the one that she saw coming out of the tub slurping oysters, which I guess, yikes. (laughs) We have to have something in every video that just like makes everybody uncomfortable. Um, so the white one was symbolizing rebirth and I guess her image of herself, because that's the one that was coming out of the tub and the one she saw face to face with first, then the black and white one symbolizing dark and light, kind of like her hair and, um, how she was saying that she's breaking up the album into three parts. I don't know what would be in the middle of dark and light. I guess we're, we're in a gray area, um, but basically symbolizing black and white, um, and then the floral one, obviously, wrap yourself in petals, the whole thing with petals for armor. And then the simmer one, the one where she's covered in clay, so it's representing femininity. Um, unless they're all representing something different um, between the lust, um, grief, acceptance, and um, I don't remember the other one. Um, and, uh, oh, and rage. So I think that the dancers definitely represent ex- something and then there's other things in the video um a lot of people noticed um the frames in the background look like the brand new eyes frames and it's kind of just paying homage to that at least i think i i don't know if there's any easter eggs in this video i could be just spitballing here but um i noticed that and then her drinking the tea also maybe a homage to playing god and then um Someone pointed out to me, I think someone texted me and asked me if it was the still into you house. And I was like, holy shit, it might be. (laughs) And then there's something else. Oh, and the fact that there's a lot of um, 
the uh, the one dancer that was black and white, a lot of people called um, attention to the black and white split glasses that she had in playing God and also her split pants um, when they played Warped Tour, I think in like 2010 that she wore a lot. Um, and then there was something else. Oh, and then the overalls from Hard Times were black and white. And then her outfit when they did um, Good Morning America. So those are all the things that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen anything different or if you have any, um, if you made any conclusions about the video, feel free. Not, not really. I think you, you covered more than, <laughs> more than I can think of. <laughs> that one, I didn't really get that much in depth to. Yeah. There was just a lot going on <laughs> to follow. It's, dude, it's so much. I'm just trying to find a. I was trying to find the lyrics to all the songs. I had it before. Um, I know we had a lot to say about the other songs. I just kind of wanted to get Cinnamon out of the way since it was the um, the next song after Leave It Alone. Um, but the next song is called Creepin'. And I know we both talked about this, but if you want to go ahead and kind of give your um, interpretation of what you think Creepin's about. It's, it's totally about the bats in our house. Oh, that's, that's number awesome. one. <laughs> um... I did look up the interview that she did. What is it? L- Lodette? Is that what it's called? I, I've never pronounced it because I'm, I didn't want to mess it up. I, I think that's what it is. I think so, too. Sure. Um, but I'm trying to think of how this came, came to power. Um, in it, she says, this is what I deserve. I deserve an empty cold house that is infested with bats and that the guys joked that it was a bat cave so and she talks about like learning about a whole other species of like the bat mites (laughs) so basically it's like having this infestation in her house that she doesn't know how to get rid of but she's not really worried about it she's at peace with it (laughs) yeah like the lyric it always starts with something so simple and innocent. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Is that one it? Yeah, where it's got the random lyric in there, which I don't understand that one. Starts with something so simple and innocent, but too much of anything, you'll never know how to quit. You had a taste, and you don't want to forget it. Oh, just keep sucking on the memory of him. Which, I'm trying to decide if that would be, like, her mind thinking of it, or the bad sucking on the memory of it, or... Well, that's the crazy part is like we're talking about creeping and we were talking about sudden desire, which we'll definitely get to in a couple of minutes. But um, yeah, definitely. I was listening to creeping um, in the car on the way back here. And um, I mean, literally the first verse is batty pair of eyes creeping, aiming like a laser pointer, poor little vampire baby. We bleed holy water. And to me, I feel like we bleed holy waters, her cleansing um, the memory of leaving with um, because she said that she had a box that basically had nothing in it and it said fragile and that's how she felt. And then um, talking about the bats and how she basically lived with bats for a while. Um, I think that was in the interim. I don't know if she I don't know if that's the house that she ended up. No, it was definitely the house that she ended up buying. Um, but she said she even told Zane Lau that she didn't have any furniture. She had a patio set and she had a mattress. And uh, I guess she just lived with the bats for a while and she became Batwoman. I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
so she was and then the chorus goes so why are you creeping around here i'm gonna assume that she's talking about the memory of the person that she's trying to escape um because this is her safe space you know she's looking at bats now and she's living in a house that has a patio set and a, and a mattress and she was like why is this person's memory tainting my safe space like why are you creeping around here like please leave and then yeah. i think she calls back to the bats in verse two where she says stranger not a threat to me and i admire your dedication poor little vampire don't you know that i'm a moon in daylight so i think she's kind of telling the bats like hey stay away from me because i am your mortal enemy um we are not the same you know i'm just gonna hurt you just like i hurt everything else because she even said in that little tidbit that you read that she feels that she deserves this and that she doesn't really deserve to have nice things or doesn't really deserve to be kind to herself right now because this is way before she decided that she needed to you know seek any help for the things that she was feeling so I definitely think that at this point, she's even feeling bad for the bats. <laughs> like, dang, like, dang, you guys don't even deserve to live in this house with me. I'm a mess. And then um, when you were talking about that post-chorus, it always starts as something so simple and innocent, but too much of anything. You'll never know how to quit. You had a taste, but you don't want to forget it. Oh, just keep sucking on the memory of him. Um, basically exactly what you just said. But I don't know. I feel like it could also be about... Um, recalling the good times of something that did seem so innocent i mean um if we're talking about her relationship if this is really a call to that um i mean she was super young she was like 19 years old when all of that happened and at the time you know naivety she probably thought that it was something so innocent something so simple you know wasn't really wasn't really anything like nothing really to worry about and then the longer she stayed she didn't know how to quit it yeah yeah and then i think when you're in it too it just sucks the life out of it and what if what do vampires do what do bats do or like <laughs> they're supposed to do well i think that's also why it says oh keep oh just keep sucking on the memory of him because it's like sucking the life out of that memory because she doesn't want to it's like uh, that quote from Mean Girls when Katie's like, when you get bit by a rattlesnake, you have to suck all the poison out. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Suck all the poison out of my life. So I think that like sucking on the memory is kind of trying to feed from that memory because that person is no longer in her life. So she's just like sucking on that to feed. And then once it's all gone, she doesn't have anything of that person left. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that gets a music video. <laughs> Me too. I'm hoping that like the other two get music videos just so it's sort of like I feel like there's more to tell in that storyline I think that it's interesting that the production on all these songs is so major compared to the lyrics like don't get me wrong I'm not discrediting the lyrics the lyrics are very well done and in pretty heavy concepts and very good imagery but the bass I know that she wrote the bass line in Simmer but dang Joey Howard, if you wrote those bass lines, let's start a band. <laughs> I can't contribute anything, but start a band with me. My chariot cover band needs you. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny because it's like, I want to dissect the crap out of all these songs, but it's really just the music that really makes you feel. It's not really the lyrics so much. And again, not to discredit the lyrics, but 
you know, when I listen to Cinnamon, like that bass is so boomy and like the beat is so like it's it's so good and then the video like it really everything that she's doing is just speaking for itself that it's so hard to dissect everything yeah it seems very transparent but in the way it's still very mysterious it's like i don't know what the fuck is going on i don't know if anything that i'm saying is even doing any justice to these things (laughs) but uh the other ones were uh, a lot easier to understand and i don't know it's there's something about creeping that it's just like it could be so simple but it seems very i don't even know it's complicated oh it's like avril lavigne up in here why you got to make things so complicated for creeping <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't have anything else to add for creeping do you i do not our our big one is sudden desire which everybody on the timeline <laughs> had something to say (laughs) oh my gosh sudden desire is one of those songs that i'd never expected to hear and you know what's crazy is that like i was watching the taylor swift documentary and i had made this tweet where i'm like hearing taylor swift swear makes it makes me feel like oh my god is she allowed to do that and then i'm like wait she's a 30 year old grown adult woman of course she's allowed to swear (laughs) but it's like she had this whole image of being you know downtown home um like american all american girl you know good girl like all of her things that miss americana was about so hearing her say fuck was really uh interesting so the same thing happens with me and Haley. i'm like listening to a song like sudden desire i'm like oh my god she's literally like things that we would listen to like lana del rey or any i I can only think of lana del rey right now but there's tons of artists that make like sexual innuendos and like make songs that are very sexy and very sexual and here Haley's doing it i was like whoa 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 she's talking about hands going down somewhere i'm like oh is this allowed but she's is this allowed but she's a 31 year old adult and i'm like why why is this so weird and i guess it's just because like we grew up with these people i mean i didn't grow up with taylor swift i was never really a big swifty but you come to know uh, a side to somebody in the public and the side that we know of Haley is kind of kind of the same in a way like she was a little more rebellious than taylor swift as far as image goes But for the most part, the only thing that she ever did that was controversial was saying whore and misery business. But everything else, she was like, she never really swore. She claimed that she was straight edge for a little bit. You know, she really just didn't ruffle any feathers. And it's just now she has a song called Sudden Desire. And God knows what she's talking about. But it sounds real, uh, real explicit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's just crazy to think that like we have this image of so many people that we barely even know. And it's just like, we only have these images of people because of what society paints them as. It's like Taylor Swift probably was cursing up a storm in her real daily life, or she was probably fed up with certain things or, you know, had opinions on stuff, but the media had to paint a certain picture of this all American princess country artist. And the same thing with Haley. It's like, you know, you paint these women to be quote-unquote perfect role models and it's something that i've seen halsey try to um rebel against she she said in an interview where she's like um she doesn't want to be a bad role model because she someone 
like a mom or something said that she should cover up more at shows. And she's like, you know, I'm very conflicted because on one hand, it's my body. Fuck you. And on the other hand, I really don't want to be a bad role model for young kids. Like I do want like a nine year old girl to look up to me and, you know, respect me. But also on the flip side, it's just really hard to please everybody. And I feel like Haley's in a very similar situation. It's like, you know, swearing in a song like the fucker line and simmer just set us all off. And we're like, oh, girl, yes. <laughs> but then other people they're like oh jesus christ like this this child is swearing <laughs> this this is this 31 year old child is swearing what wowie <laughs> yeah but anyway that's just how, how i wanted yeah right how dare she i just wanted to open up sudden desire with that because i thought it, i was thinking about that like an hour ago i was like i listen to songs by like sizza and lana del rey and just you know, even Beyonce, you know, Beyonce and partition. I mean, there's no gray area in partition. And I'm just like, I'm so proud of Haley for owning her femininity and owning the fact that she can make a song called sudden desire and really talk about, you know, hands going down somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that she felt like she couldn't express for a while because she was a role model. And, didn't, didn't feel that it was appropriate until you know she rebirthed herself and was like oh shit this is a part of me that I need to recognize especially after being in a relationship for so long and then being like oh there's there's other parts to this there's there's dating what's that <laughs> I'm allowed to do that so I know we both have a lot to say about this. So I'll just kind of jump into kind of line by line of what we both think. So it starts off and she says, I wanted him to kiss me. How with open mouth and open mouth, we keep our distance. Now I want to feel his hands go down. Now I told you, I have two theories on this song. One, she's reminiscing about the old days of when she first um, met her, um, her last significant other. Or she's talking about um, somebody um, more recently than that, a different person. So both my theories um, kind of go hand in hand with that. So it's like, um, I wanted him to kiss me how, you know, kind of reminiscing about, um, you know, when you're first about to, when you're interested in somebody, you don't know if they like you back or you know, whatever. And there's some like weird sexual tension between the two of you. And you're like, I really want him to kiss me. But like, how is that going to happen? And then you're like, Oh yeah. Just like make out with my open mouth. And then, um, we keep our distance now, meaning like we can't do this right here, right now, but you know, maybe we'll have our time. And then she's just reminiscing. Like, I want his hands to go down. Like I want his hands all over me. Now, a lot of people are just like, they, they think one thing, like I want his hands to go down, like, you know, go to the vagina and just call it a day and go to town. But to me, there's there's a gray area there. Like, want him to go down. It could really mean, like, up and down her back or that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, like, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But also, I, I hope that it's that, uh, that it's that forward. Like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the other part of me is, like, uh, a, new, a new person 
maybe not a significant other, but maybe somebody that she's interested in. Same thing. It's like you're playing that game of cat and mouse. Like, ooh, does he like me back? I want to kiss him. Um, we're keeping our distance for now because I don't know if he likes me. He doesn't know that I like him kind of thing. So that's how I feel about the yeah. first line. What you got? We're going to pull up the lyrics real quick. That way I can... You can follow along. <laughs> it's so funny to me. This song could really go either way for me or it can go totally different. Like that's the thing that's so funny about these songs is that there's not a lot of lyrics to dissect, but there's so many possibilities. Like I was so wrong about Simmer. <laughs> like my Simmer, um, my Simmer predictions were so off. And like when I heard Haley talk about the cuts like a mother part, I was like, holy shit, I'm talking about her mom and how she wants to protect Haley when really Haley's just talking about herself. Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty much a dumb bitch, but it's fine. Let's see. Oh, yeah, because we had talked about. See, I, my thought was like maybe she kissed somebody or they kissed and then they have to keep their distance away from each other. Just maybe i don't even know i'm not being ready but then her also being like fantasizing about the thought of it oh true and then just like like having a crush last night outside his house like what 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 happened <laughs> <laughs> that's on pedals for armor part 2 that's the thing it's like I now I kind of like what you just said really opened up a part of my brain that's like maybe they can't be together right now maybe there's a reason maybe she's just fantasizing about kissing this person but they have to keep their distance for whatever reason maybe he just got out of a relationship maybe she's still healing maybe he's in a relationship and she doesn't want to ruin that maybe you know neither of them are ready but they're both fantasizing about it you know But the, for Christ's sake, who is she talking about? <laughs> That's why we're here. Don't worry. Yeah. But then, uh, we're on the case. yeah, we're on the case. So then that second line that you're referring to where she says, I try not to think about it. What happened last night outside his house too far to go back now. Just want to feel his hands go down. So now again, back to my theory is that. She's trying to push this memory out of her brain that maybe something happened that shouldn't have happened because of, again, another reason. Maybe she realized she was not ready. Maybe this person is not ready. Maybe they're already in a relationship and this was a mistake. Maybe um, they aren't interested in her and maybe she's upset about it. Maybe they're interested in her and she made the mistake of making a move and that wasn't it. God, there's so many possibilities. And then she's doing doing that scream of sudden desire. Now yeah. we now we both have different opinions on this next part. So I'll um I'll just briefly go over what I think, and then you can kind of go into what you were saying. The next line is "Take the elephant by the hand and hold it. It's cruel cruel to tame a thing that don't know its strength. Better but better to walk beside it than underneath." Now, I had a theory. So you told me your theory first, and then I was like, no, I don't think that's it. But I think it's funny how we both have totally different opinions on this. So I told you that I think that the take the elephant by the hand and hold it uh, line is there's an elephant in the room. 
you know, that's a metaphor, you know, when people have an awkward thing, there's something that nobody's talking about, but it's very apparent that it's there. It's very, very ambiguous. Um, that, um, the elephant, instead of, um, addressing the elephant in the room or instead of pretending like it's not there, she's taking it by the hand and nurturing it and, um, trying to make it less apparent or trying to go about it in a different way to address it. And then she's talking about it's uh, cruel to tame a thing that don't know its strength. Um, again, things can be so powerful, you know, silence can speak volumes. Maybe this elephant in the room is saying so much that nobody wants to say and she's trying to pretend like it's not as loud as it really is. So her... Um, She's just deciding that she, you know, she's just going to go with it and she doesn't want to be buried by this awkwardness with this person. But you have a different opinion. I do. <laughs> Mine is from a post that she has of this little, like, crystal elephant. I don't know if it's amethyst or rose quartz. It looks brown almost, but she has a caption underneath that says I kept saying to myself don't imagine this and don't imagine that yet every single time my mind strayed to the pink elephant so finally I held it in my thoughts and changed its meaning now the elephant is not so heavy so with that I gotta find where I wrote that down well you'd also tweeted about it too um that was in a that was in a book, wasn't it? Or that was from a it, book? There was like a quote that she had from a book, like in the caption of a picture of a book, and below it it said, "But I am a but I am a soft stone," and that just made me think of like the I think that's the chorus or no that is the yeah, they take the elephant by the hand. Yeah. So, I don't know if she's, like, that's just, like, her safe thing to hold on to when she has those thoughts, or, like, that's, I don't know, because some, sometimes that can be, like, a cathartic thing for people to just have a stone in their hand. But she also talks about a companion softening stone. So then you have to think, okay, it has to be a person, right? That's what I think. I remember um, you had tweeted at her um, that whole post about what you just read and then all her Instagram posts about that. And you said that you loved that the um, that you think that books had a lot to do with the lyrics. And then she replied to you and that she said that um, it was all her. She didn't uh, take anything from the books, but it was really cool that you had um, pointed that out. And I didn't even make that connection. I remember the um, the pink elephant thing, but my mind immediately went to, oh, elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. But then the next line kind of, you know, it throws me, my kind companion softens, st softens stone, my gentle giant painful reminder. So again, I think that um, if we're going with my second theory, the person that she had, um, she's either having these fantasies about or the person that she is actually kissed or has been intertwined with in some romantic way, you know, this is a person that she's known and she's trusted somebody who's, um, you know, stones are often hard and things like that. But this person is very soft. 
um, my gentle giant, maybe somebody who, um, you know, people think is either big or tough or scary or puts on a front, but to her, they are a gentle person. And then she's thinking about all these qualities about this person that she likes and the things that she, she, um, she needs from this person. And it's a painful reminder because she cannot have this person. And that's I think about that. I don't really have much on my other theory about like this being a past person because this sounds like she is reminiscing painfully, but in a way that she actually does miss this person and she wants more as opposed to like an ex-significant other that she wants nothing to do with anymore romantically or doesn't really reminisce about the good times because she's moving on. especially I don't know I'm conflicted about it because she says like happened last night outside his house was it like a recent not not so much a recent thing like what what is the time frame there you know because if the past partner was with someone then how how was it outside his house because he shared it you know it's just very confusing that's what also makes it really interesting (laughs) yeah where did, what is the timeline? <laughs> Give me the timeline, Haley. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I need. You can you can tell us the full story at some point. I just need the timeline. <laughs> right? You don't even have to tell us names. Yeah, yeah. Just tell us it, it was like tell a friend. Where and when. <laughs> yeah, right. Where and when and that it was a friend or somebody you trusted or somebody that you don't hate. Yeah, yeah. But then it go it Okay, so this line kind of um, kind of stings a little bit. It's um, now after um, we've moved on, I'm now on the second theory that this is somebody that she's actually had some sort of intimate contact with and she's reminiscing and she's sad that it's not currently happening. She says, don't look in my eyes. I feel a sudden desire. Um, I know what that's, <laughs> I know what that's like. Um, I met, when the night I met my boyfriend, um, we talked for a while outside of the um, venue that we met at and I remember I wouldn't make eye contact with him because I was like, if I make eye contact, I'm either going to kiss him or he's going to kiss me. And it's just like every time we like looked at each other, I felt that sudden desire. I was like, man, I really want us to kiss, but I really don't want to fuck this up because I don't live here. At the time, I didn't live in Tennessee. I lived in New York. And I was like, he's here and I'm there. I was like, if I kiss him and I never see him again, I'm going to be really bummed out. <laughs> so I totally know that that first line kind of feels like that to me it's like as soon as you lock eyes with somebody that you're interested in you're like oh fuck this is over and then she says don't know if (laughs) don't know if I can deny it a sudden desire probably something that she's been thinking about for a while and then she says your fingerprints on my skin a painful reminder don't look in my eyes I feel a sudden desire so to me the fingerprints on my skin a painful reminder could even mean something like as soft as like a pat on the back or just like holding her on the shoulder for reassurance or like a half hug or something it doesn't even have to be sexual it doesn't have to be you know something it could just be like a friend like just holding you and you're like man this is a painful reminder that I really want to be with you or I really want to kiss you but I can't because of whatever reason yeah that's how I feel you got uh you got anything else to add to that I I definitely agree with that because like if you we're going to put a hypothetical here. Say that you had a friend, you kissed the friend, and then you were like, oh, no, this might ruin our friendship. 
I still really like you. And then, you know, you're hanging out with that friend. You you put a boundary where you're like, okay, we can't do this. You're still going to have the thought of like, dang, what if it did work out, you know? Exactly. It's always a what if. The elephant in the room. Hey, the elephant in the room. That's why I think that those that that's what that means because those lines just go together. This next line, I really don't have anything to be honest because it's it's a little it's a little confusing to me. Uh, she says, "Won't fit in the room, big balloon trails me because I can't let go. Everywhere I am, it sticks close like a friend, just like him, just like him." The only thing I could say about that is that um, it could, the big balloon could be um, shame. You know, balloons aren't like elephants. Elephants are very big and hard to miss where a balloon is very, you know, it's just filled with air. It's it's barely even existent and they can follow you because, you know, of static electricity and just, you know, it just can hang close to you. Um, You know, your best friend could be a balloon, you know, (laughs) Ted, Ted Mosby had a had a balloon and that was his best friend until he lost it. Rip in peace. But um, she says, everywhere I am, it sticks close like a friend, just like him, just like him. So to me, this whole song kind of sounds like somebody that she knows and trusts and, you know, has thought about um, these sudden desires with. And um, she doesn't hate the feeling of this desire because of the person that um, she's having these thoughts about because this person is such a good friend to her that um, she doesn't mind that this feeling is sticking close to her or following her around. Yeah. That's a very interesting line to me. I, I hope she kind of expands on that, regardless if we know really if it's about a friend or an ex or whatever. I'd really like to know what that yeah. metaphor means. Me too. I'm going to have to research that later because that's like, I want to know what big, big balloon. Like, I feel like there has to be something behind that. Right. And so it won't fit in the room. Like, elephants aren't going to really sit in the room because they're so big. Right. Or unless she... Oh. Well, try to think because, like, you blow up balloons, but that's really it. Like, uh, like your balloons just chill there. Maybe it's an elephant balloon. <laughs> it's a balloon animal. <laughs> she went to a party and there's oh. a balloon animal. That's what that dance is about. It's a circus now. It's a fucking circus. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, and then uh, basically the whole song is just repetitive. I wanted him to kiss me how with open mouth and open mouth. We keep our distance now. I want to feel his hands go down and so on and so forth. Like I said, the only reason why I had that, the two theories is because um, I've mentioned this before, but um, back when I dated my ex who um, we dated for eight years, when uh, we first, he had a girlfriend for three years and right around what we were kind of talking and like having interest in each other he still had that same girlfriend and obviously you know we both had the attraction and we both wanted to kind of be together but he had this girlfriend so we had to keep our distance you know so I that's the only reason why I kind of think that it might be about a past person because you know if that's something that she's dealt with as well like she couldn't have this person that she was lusting after because they already had somebody and it was it was frustrating but then the whole rest of the song just kind of sounds like somebody new kind of sounds like more of a friend because she doesn't sound bitter or angry. She just sounds like she's um, longing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, 
she also I, said it was hard to write too yeah i remember her in the uh the video and the videos the email that she put out she like said that she put the songs in order and the way that she like processed them mm. or wrote them i'm not exactly sure so i'm wondering what that would have to do with the whole line of things like did she go back in the past and think about something or is it like a current action i think we're moving on because if you think about it simmer she's mad she had a lot of shit to be mad about she kind of calls out like the person that wronged her and all the stuff that she was talking about in therapy so i definitely think that simmer was the first i mean it was the first song she said she wrote so out of the gate that's what pedals for armor became is her just being mad and never talking about it and then leave it alone um I know it's not about an ex. She said that it's about basically her grandmother and the fall and all of the stuff that her family dealt with. So that's kind of one of the ones that's a little um, off the course of what we all think that this EP is about. Um, but the second part is basically just her. Um, everyone's saying that it's like the, the six or however many steps of um, what is it? Grief or um, uh, I don't remember what it is. But anyway, but the first is uh, rage. The second is grief. So she's um, so she stopped being mad and now she's sad and uh, reminiscing and, you know, getting all those emotions out, getting the sad emotions out because she already got the angry emotions out. And then cinnamon. Um, I saw an article saying that it was acceptance. Uh, actually, it's on before I called you. It was on iTunes. I have the thing right here in my phone i forgot that i saved this for this specific purpose i'm kind of stupid my bad um <laughs> literally got pages and pages i keep having to look back on i'm like where was this oh yeah i forgot Help. i read that but she um it says for the pedals for armor one ep on itunes i think it is it says itunes review Haley williams's pedals for armor project takes this name from an idea quote unquote, being vulnerable, she tells Apple Music, is a shield because how else can uh, can you be a human that's inevitably going to fuck up and trip in front of the world a million times? The first EP is a series of three records and her first proper solo release finds the paramour front woman submerging herself in feeling following a period of intense personal struggle in the wake of 2017's After Laughter. From rage, simmer, to grief, leave it alone, to lust, sudden desire, and acceptance, cinnamon. Williams smartly places the focus on her voice, lacing it through moody tangles of guitar and ambient sound a long way from the pop punk of Paramore. Taylor York produced um, It's a Bold, Brave uh, Reintroduction, Every Emotion Close Enough to Hold. I'm terrified, she says, but I also feel more protected than I ever felt going out because of the fact I'm like, what are, where am I going to hide, really? So I definitely think that cinnamon kind of is the acceptance uh point of all of that um they kind of do it out of order because cinnamon is first and then creeping and then sudden desire so we have rage and then we kind of have like being kind of sad and um reminiscing about a terrible time and then cinnamon is kind of just like well i got rid of all my demons uh i'm making peace with them and nothing's gonna haunt my house because this is my house and i'm not gonna bring bad memories into it and then Creepin is about, again, her house and um, how she isn't going to let um, 
herself be um, damaging anymore, even to these small little bats. And then Sudden Desire is like, I want to fuck. It's more or less it. <laughs> the EP, I mean, she she did say in that email, um, I remember what you're saying. She said that she, we're listening to Petals for Armor the way that she experienced it. So this first half, for the most part, kind of sounds like um, mourning the loss and getting over um, a bad experience from her last relationship, um, what she was going to therapy about and all of that. The second one, I don't know what the fuck we're in for. I really don't. <laughs> I have no idea. I feel like we're going to lean more towards the acceptance part because she sounds like she's gotten the the anger out. Um, Simmer was a really big um, statement as far as like, I. she even said to Zane Lau, she's like, I had a lot of shit to be angry about and I didn't really express it much on After Laughter. She's just kind of like saddened and it was like, well... I'm not going to feel that until Taylor was like, no, you can feel angry. Like you're allowed to feel feelings. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So I think that the whole second half, the second EP is just going to be more or less, um, taking sudden desire and cinnamon and kind of going with that and being like, okay, I've been going to therapy. I'm kind of, um, in this headspace where I like myself again, I'm learning to love myself. Um, I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm not scared anymore. Yeah. Give us the music video we deserve. Truly, <laughs> <laughs> um, though. Yeah, right. Uh, well, this has already been uh, a whole ass hour. Beautiful. Love to see it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, is there anything else you want to add? Not that I can think of off the top of my head um I feel like I found something that I text you oh you definitely texted me something I don't remember what it was though there were so many things at once <laughs> I mean we're gonna have a whole other EP and I'm sure we're gonna get more videos definitely for sure <laughs> I do not doubt it I mean, heck, with the one clip that I sent you where the guy was like, we need to get this girl in movies. I was like, that's so precious, but he just whispered it. <laughs> I love that. Maybe that's in our future. Maybe we'll see that. Yeah, right. She's going to do Midsummer too. <laughs> I need a movie for summer, okay? <laughs> I need to know the context before that. Why was she running? Why are you running? Why are you running? Oh God, that's a whole other conversation. I I refuse to dissect the Simmer music video because A, everyone else already did and they're smarter than me and B, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I just, but, but, I mean, I get the running, it's, it's the red light is anger, but I'm also like, uh, <laughs> what, how did you get to running from it? Was it just like sudden or? I'm like, is there, is there a music video before that with, Paramore that connects to that, but probably not. Where's my prequel? Yeah, yeah. I just want to know, like, uh, where this happened, because, like, how did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. Like, how how is this woman running around the forest of Tennessee? There's, like, three forests in all of the state of Tennessee, and nobody noticed this. <laughs> completely new to that. 
right? I'm like, I have the ring doorbell and we hear about like gunshots every other day um, down by like where I live. And I'm like, it's not safe to be running naked, Haley. Where were you? I hope not. I hope not where, you know, people are shooting off fireworks and stuff. I made this joke a bunch of times that nobody really understood because, you know, unless you're my roommates, um, uh, the ring doorbell is always like, I hear gunshots. I hear like 300 gunshots. And I made this terrible joke. I was like, it's just Haley Williams running in the forest guys. It's not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, they're just trying to figure out why. Right. That, oh, we're all trying to figure out why. <laughs> mm-hmm. There we go. <laughs> what did you find? The, the quote from the Lodet interview where she says, I was ashamed of myself, and I was also mad, but the anger had already melted into depression because I didn't let it come out, which, again, just goes sort of with summer for me, where it suppresses the emotion, because you're like, I'm not allowed to feel this, but then coming to the recollection that she is. She's allowed to feel. She's allowed to curse. She's allowed to curse. <laughs> Be naked. Have sudden desires. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright. So that is everything that uh myself and May had to say about the first EP of three that Pedals for Armor uh will come to be. The final installment will come on May eighth. Uh we don't know when the second installment's coming, but I'm sure that Haley will give us updates as she has been since January. We've been getting lots of content lately and getting it very quickly. So hopefully we get time to digest this before we get anything new. Um thank you guys for hanging out and listening to what we had to say, even though this was kind of thrown together last minute, but I really did want to just talk about the lyrics with somebody, especially somebody as brilliant as may she's been texting me a lot of really cool references that she thinks um have to do with the songs and the visuals and everything and it's just really cool to have somebody that um thinks as creatively as she does so hopefully we'll get to do this again when the second part drops whenever it does and before i go i do have a song for you guys i want to play my friend kat hamilton's new single that just came out Um, I had Kat on, I interviewed her a while ago, about last year, and she just put out this song called The Medicine Line, and it's a really powerful, beautiful song, and it's about how she uh, was recovering from addiction, and it's just really, um, the lyrics just really say it all, and I'm really happy for her. I'm super stoked for the things that she's got in store. As of right now, it's just a single. It's on Spotify. It's on everywhere, so definitely check it out. Um... Before I play it, uh, I want you guys to know that you can find me on Twitter, which is Rebel Hearts Girl. I've been uh, making a lot of really poor jokes um, every time that a song from Pedals for Armor keeps coming out. So if you like bad jokes and stupid memes, definitely take a gander at that. You guys can email me at rebelheartspodcast at gmail.com if you want to add to the conversation or if you got anything for me. Or if you have your own ideas that you want to talk about, please feel free to do so. And then um, Facebook is kind of dead right now, but facebook.com slash Rebel Hearts Podcast is the official page for the podcast. And then if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it is Sam is Socks. So that's all I have for you guys right now, but I know I'll definitely be back when Pedals for Armor 2 drops. But for now, I will see you guys at the front. Here is Kat Hamilton. Mm-hmm.
I'm in treatment for my problems. Sign out my medication. I've done my meditation today. I am healing from my trauma. Though it may not look that way, I cried into my plate at lunch. We've all been told that we aren't good enough by the people that we love, lovers that we trust. Down for the count, and we're doing just fine. Me and my sick friends waiting in the medicine line, laughing at dinner. Sisters, I can almost forget we are just these broken shards. Almost normal in our shattered. As I try to remember, this is how a mosaic starts. Someday they'll throw my broken body in the bay, but for now we're not alone.